But I'm telling you, good citizens are turn to real concern and revolutionary citizens real soon. How do you feel about being complicit in perpetuating that? The greatest toast ever perpetuated on the American people, and you're part of it. Now we're supposed to have unity. Let me tell you something. I'm part of the new resistance. What's up, guys? I wanted to put together a recap of the three-part series that I did on The Great Reset, which we finished on this previous episode. Before I do that, I want to strongly encourage you, if you haven't already, to go check out all of the full episodes that I have done thus far, and to share them with everyone you know. Also, check out the show's Facebook page, The in our podcast and leave a comment or questions you might have I'm always willing to have discussions with people and as always thank you so much for being part of the new resistance podcast audience stay engaged stay focused never give in without further ado here is the recap of part one the Great Stakeholder Scam. Okay, let's just go ahead and get right into this segment. Joe Biden and his administration are pursuing, among other America-last policies, a very radical restructuring of the world and of the way we live our lives. I will be laying out this radical plan in two parts over the next two episodes. There is just too much information to cram into one segment and it would all likely end up turning your brain into mush from information overload. Trust me on this. You should see the stack of papers and hours of video I went through when researching this. It's important that you pay attention to both parts in order to get the full scope of what this is, who is involved, and if fully implemented, what it could mean for you, your family, and for this country. I promise you by the end of part two, a lot of the things that Biden and his administration have been saying and doing, things that a lot of corporations and banks have been saying or doing over the last few months to years, will start to make a whole lot more sense. It may not make you more comfortable. In fact, I guarantee you it won't make you do that. But it will make more sense. So, what is this radical restructuring, you ask? It's called the Great Reset. Capitalism will be morphed into something resembling, though not exactly like it, something akin to National Socialism, with elements of Chinese-style capitalism as well. Except this would be put on a global scale. This new system is being called Stakeholder Capitalism. Remember that word. The aim is to reset the global economy to transform every industry from oil and gas to tech, to revamp all aspects of our societies, 
from education to finance to energy, food, medicine, jobs, urban planning, law enforcement, to social contracts and working conditions. It is presented as a humane, compassionate means to begin a transformation of the social, economic, political structure of the world's operating systems. They really mean capitalism, the free market, and democracy. They plan to use COVID-19 and supposed climate crisis, quote, disasters as the reasons for needing said reset. Now, I want to play some audio for you from an interview that Glenn Beck did back in August of 2020 with a man named Justin Haskins. In this clip, he is explaining what stakeholder capitalism is. It's only about a minute and 40 seconds long. Here it is. Uh, essentially, it means collectivist. That's what it means. It means right. collectivist capitalism. It's an oxymoron. What it, what it really means is that elites whether that's in America or internationally at the United Nations, they're going to decide what's in the best interest of the collective. And they're going to force uh, businesses, they might be technically private businesses, to act in ways that are uh, in line with leftist thinking. And so that's how they get away with this idea of stakeholder capital. What they mean by that is the elites are going to control the economy, which is exactly what's going on right. in China. And you're not, I mean, uh, Oscar Schindler, owned his own business in World War II. He owned it. But if you remember, the Nazis were telling him exactly what to make, when to make, how much to make, and what to sell it at. And it goes even deeper than that. They're not just saying, hey, if you don't do what we tell you, then we're going to destroy you. I mean, they are kind of saying that in a way, but they're also saying we're going to make you rich beyond your wildest dreams. And we're going to drive all your competitors out of business who are not as woke as you are. If you do what we tell you to do, we'll take care of you. The, the elite ruling class folks, whether those are kings and queens and lords or emperors or whoever they are, believe that they should be in charge. And what they want to do is find a way to consolidate that power and then to use it to rule over the world. I mean, it sounds crazy, but that's yeah. really what they're trying to do here. The Great Reset is basically a massively funded, very ambitious, internationally coordinated project led by some of the biggest multinational corporations and financial players. Entitled ruling class elites, billionaire know-it-alls, George Soros, and climate change activists on the planet. And no, this is not a QAnon theory. It has nothing to do with that stuff. By the way... That's not a knock on those of you who are into the Q stuff. And I, I'm not into it, but I certainly won't condemn people who are, though. Some of that stuff is just too out there for me. Just too much. Anyways, this plan was put together by an organization called the World Economic Forum. For those of you who may have never heard of or know nothing about the World Economic Forum or WEF, it is an international organization of, as I listed earlier, business leaders, bankers, hedge fund people, the who's who of leftist billionaires, politicians, academics, union leaders, NGOs, basically globalist elites and leftist activists. 
Their intention is to engage the foremost political, business, cultural, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and industry agendas. It was founded in 1971 by a man named Klaus Schwab. More on him in just a second. Who organized a meeting of European corporatists who, in their words, wanted to make their businesses competitive with American firms. Now, I honestly don't know if that is actually the truth, but they by far have not ended up that way, as you will learn in more detail next week. They were originally called the European Management Forum. In the mid-70s, they added more political and social stuff to their agenda. Then in 1987, they changed their name to the World Economic Forum in order to, again, in their words, reflect the importance of global economic and political issues, including poverty, environmental problems, international conflict. Translation, these elites thought they had all the answers to solve all the world problems and began to stick their noses where it didn't and still doesn't belong. One early example is that in 94, they apparently drafted the Cairo Agreement, which was a supposed peace treaty between the PLO's terrorist leader, Yasser Arafat, everybody remember him, and Israel's Shimon Perez. I think that's how you say that. The Great Reset is the latest and most dangerous example. The WEF holds an annual meeting every January in Davos, Switzerland, where they basically pat themselves on the back, then discuss how they can solve all the world's problems. Climate change, even added systemic racism, poverty, etc., which they have no business doing. It's somewhat like a second United Nations, except its official members aren't government people and their meetings are attended by and they work with governments whereas the UN is the exact opposite regarding members etc just what the world needs right two United Nations yay so who is this Klaus Schwab he is from Germany a supposed intellectual and former business policy professor He's also a former member of the UN Advisory Board on Sustainable Development and, of course, the founder of the World Economic Forum. Mr. Schwab also came up with the idea and name for stakeholder capitalism, in which the private sector and the government merge into what he calls a partnership, but it's actually a government takeover of the private sector. He considers the free market unfair to the world's poor and hungry, and democracy an inefficient political arrangement. Lovely, lovely man so far. He adopted the term Great Reset from a 2011 book by economist Richard Florida in the context of the UN's Agenda 2030, which is about sustainable development, Green New Deal type objectives. I could do a whole episode just on Agenda 2030, as my eyes are rolling. Klaus Schwab and John Kerry were big proponents of it. I really strongly recommend looking up Agenda 2030 or Agenda 21. They are pretty much one and the same. Anyways, the Great Reset is just a continuation of this crap except on steroids.
In Schwab's own words, it will remake the world, quote, to create a more inclusive, resilient, and sustainable world going forward, end quote. All the right PC words packed into one sentence. Private property is to be abolished. Private transportation, not allowed. Dissent in the printing or production of materials will not be permitted at the cost of access to social media and internet domains. This is already happening. Fossil fuels will be replaced wholesale by green technologies. Where have we heard that idea before? Hmm. Society will become cashless. All transactions will be done electronically. Government will be able to drop money into everyone's accounts. You know, pay everyone a guaranteed living wage whether they want to work or not. That one sounds familiar too. But just as easily take every bit of it away at the very first sign of provocation. Like for instance, support the wrong candidate. Attend the wrong rally. Peacefully protest for the wrong cause. Things like that. Everyone will be equal. Everyone will be happy and like it. In one of his books, Schwab rants about, quote, some rich countries endowed with sophisticated health systems and strong assets in research that will be perceived to have failed their citizens, end quote. He says, their social fabric and economic system are the real culprits guilty of failing to guarantee economic, social welfare for the majority of citizens. Klaus Schwab is a dangerous man. He uses the right PC woke terminology and he can be very convincing. But that doesn't make him right. It makes him sinister and pretentious. Real quick, to end this segment, I want to give you an idea of who some of their members are and which industries and places they come from. One of the things that makes the WEF and Great Reset so dangerous is the vast number of areas in our society that their members and devotees come from. I'm telling you folks, it's not really surprising so much, being we're talking about the ruling class elites, but scary how much widespread support they have. There are people and organizations from the food and beverage, aviation and travel industries, banking, energy utilities, healthcare, IT, infrastructure and urban development, the insurance industry, of course, media and entertainment, retail, and the supply chain, and even some in oil and gas. On the board of trustees, you've got Mark Carney, he's a Goldman Sachs and former head of the Bank of England, and currently Boris Johnson's climate change advisor. Lawrence Fink, he's a billionaire and CEO of BlackRock, that's the largest investment firm in the world. Christia Freeland, Deputy Prime Minister of Canada. Peter Maurer, he's president of the International Red Cross. Al Gore. You've got the former and current heads and senior people at the IMF and the World Bank, European Central Bank, Bill and Melinda Gates, John Kerry, Michael Bloomberg, George Soros have all given their money and support 
and have been involved with the World Economic Forum for many years. Also, many, many big businesses and corporations have all pledged support for Great Reset. Let me just read some of them to you. AARP, Amazon Web Services, American Heart Association, Apple, AstraZeneca, Bank of America, Boeing, CBS, Dell, The Discovery Channel, Facebook, Google, Gilead Sciences. Hmm. Wasn't the ever holy Fauci a part of that company at one point? Um, Hewlett Packard, Huawei, the Chinese company, IBM, Johnson & Johnson, Manpower, Mary Kay, MasterCard, Mayo Clinic, Moderna, Open Society Foundation, PayPal, Pepsi, Pfizer, Quest Diagnostics, Coca-Cola, Toyota, Tyson Foods, UPS, Verizon, Walmart, Western Union, and Zoom. There are also numerous AI companies, and that's just a small portion. I have 13 pages, three columns on each page filled top to bottom of all the companies and organizations involved in this. You're probably saying by now, come on Seth, this is just another wacko cause that all the elitists have glommed onto, it's probably harmless. Maybe your eyes are half glossed over. To be completely honest, in the beginning of my research, my eyes were kind of getting glossed over as well. Then, as I got into just what these fascists are planning, because that's what this stakeholder capitalism really is. A kind of global fascism. If Antifa really wants to be anti-fascist, here are the real enemies, boys. The World Economic Forum. By the end, my eyes were about as wide open as they could get. And I really, truly think that at the end of this discussion on The Great Reset, yours will be too. Let's take a break. Stay tuned. You're listening to the New Resistance Podcast. I'll be right back.